Welcome back to Becoming an Influencer. My name is Amanda Jewell and I am your host. I am really excited to be joined by my best friend today, Creator Jules. What up? Hey. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't heard, I think like my first guest on the podcast was Jules. So Was I the first? Yeah, I remember that. Ooh, I love being the first. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, you should definitely go start stream that after this um or having a microphone there we go we got <laughs> Sorry, it if y'all heard that it's because i'm dumb and didn't set this up beforehand <laughs> no me either i literally just fixed your audio as i introduced us so anywho this is going well um but this podcast episode is one that i have wanted to do for a really long time and i think it's just not talked about mm -hmm. enough but it's such like almost a traumatic experience <laughs> depending on the friendship level. So we're gonna be talking about the taboo subjects of friendship breakups and how yeah. to handle them and how to grow, so. Yeah, I mean, I personally think it's really traumatic. I've had tons of friendship breakups and it's just one of those things where, I don't know, for me, I haven't had a lot of long-term boyfriends or relationships, so I don't have like a comparable scenario really. But I feel like friendship breakups, and I've had like three happen at the same time, are to me more wow, devastating same. than a romantic <laughs> relationship. So, yeah, it, it breaks my little heart when I like lose friends because truly my intentions are never to hurt people or to be malicious. And so I think I just take it really personally when people are mad with me because I'm like, what could I have possibly done wrong? Totally. And like, I don't want to play the victim game i don't and i definitely want to continue to grow my self-awareness and also be called out on whatever toxic traits i have because that's the only way i can really work on them right like yeah. i'm you and i were talking about this the other day like we're not focused on so much oh we're the good guy like we didn't do anything wrong yeah. like whatever it's more of like all right so then what happened and like how can i work through this or what what's supposed to happen after you know well, and I think it's really hard, too. The thing that I've learned most recently this year from my friendship breakups and just people in general is that most people would rather avoid the problem than communicate about the problem. And so that feeling of closure of them telling you what you got, like you did wrong so that you can get better. And sometimes, you know, I've had conversations with my friends before and they've expressed to me like, hey, like when you said this, it made me feel this way. And of course, I always apologize. But what I've realized is that it's not that they can pinpoint why I'm making them feel that way because at the end of the day, it's an insecurity that they're having that I'm taking, like I am like touching a button on, right. but it's also a behavior of mine that isn't healthy for the relationship. So right. what I've realized a lot of mine is, is like my good intention is to like, hey, here's some advice, here's my opinion. Like I've done this before, you should try it this way. But that doesn't always work for people, especially for people that aren't like me. Like mm -hmm. I'm very, hey, let's do it now. Now, let's get it done let's go for it some people like to sit and wait and to meditate on it and so me and those types of people I realize just rub each other the wrong way because mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard for me not to speak my mind in a relationship and that's Same. why you and I have worked so well in a relationship is because you know I'm trying to do this hundred day challenge thing where I don't give an opinion and you're like bitch I want your opinion give me your opinion <laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?" laughs> 
<laughs> you're like, that's rude. And I'm see, but those are the types of friendships that I value because they accept me for a hundred percent of me mm-hmm. and I don't have to hold back in those relationships. And right. unfortunately my uh, music producer, Natty, the other day, he goes, you got to stop picking trash ass friends. <laughs> and it's not that people are trash ass. It's just, they're just not good for me and right. like where I'm going. And so very quickly in the relationships, boundaries are shattered or there was a lack of boundaries in the first place. And mm-hmm. so we can't identify how to get better from this. And so they just avoid me yeah. or it blows up in my face. Hey, you know what? Same. I've been ghosted. I've been roasted. I'm literally all the things. Um, but, and I also want to preface four minutes into the pod. I also want to preface. Um, <laughs> I made this intention with Jules before we went into it. Like I want to focus on the compassion side of things and also like, be the source that wasn't there when I was going through this because I have had so many almost just traumatic friendship breakups and people don't talk about it. They don't talk about how to get through it. And also social media, it makes it seem like everyone's living their best life. And Mm. especially when you're having a friendship breakup, it's like, oh, they're doing better without me. Like, oh, like they actually don't even care that we were best friends. And like now we don't even talk. Um, And then, you know, Well, and the idea of social media, too, honestly, you and I have both had very traumatic experiences with having friends and then social media blowing it up in our faces. Very different situations. I was really good friends with this influencer chick and her, um, she has like a group of people that do not like her on social media. And so the moment that we stopped posting things together, they like immediately were like, what happened? What happened? Right. All up in my DMs. It's like, one, this is my personal life. Right. I was like, it is not your job to ask what happened or to reprimand people for me or to, I don't know what they were trying to do. Um, have another reason not to like, yeah. Or like the idea of blocking people or that type of stuff. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like a good topic of conversation here would be like, what do you do on social media after you have the friend breakup? Because I feel like that's like uncharted waters. It definitely is. And I kind of talked about it in one of my last podcast episodes about social media cleansing. And it's, I was definitely on the side of like, oh, keep things neutral, just stay following them. They're already, they're still following you. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just not start something that, or let's honestly not even start, but like, let's not revive drama. Right. And then I was like, hold the fuck up. Who was there for me through the Mm. worst shit in 2020? Who stuck up for me Mm -hmm. or at least just checked on me? Um, And who did the complete opposite and reached out to my perpetrators? Like anyone that even associated with people that reach out to my perpetrators, I'm like, all right, you know what? You and I clearly just do not align. And I just completely believe in unfollowing them because there's, what is it bringing to your life? If you genuinely like keeping up with someone and like maybe they have a private account, cool, I guess, like stay following them. But for me, I was like, why do I want to keep seeing someone who completely left me in the dark, who betrayed me or worse, just abandoned me right yeah that there's just no need to hold on to that well and i feel like that's worst case scenario right like right. if somebody does those things to you yeah that definitely calls for an unfollow maybe not a block unless not they block. are like straight up like harassing you no then... we have a few of those we have those blocked yeah so we block those um if they are, if they're not supporting you feeding you paying for your shit they can get unfollowed mm-hmm. for me i feel like at least this last year's worth of friendship breakups i i unfollowed one of the people I had quite a few this last year, but most of them we have reconciled and just said like, hey, I know you're not a bad person. I've admitted like, hey, these are things that I could have worked on. Totally. Um, They've also admitted that there are things that they could have worked on to be better. Um, 
it just stinks because I now know from this last year that I was not I was not investing into relationships that were good for my future. And I'm a very spiritual person, mm -hmm. um, God's source, universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, I truly believe that he was trying to show me through all these friendship breakups that kept happening was, hey, you need to set better boundaries for yourself when it comes to having these relationships because you're just letting anybody in and that's you're giving away your energy to these relationships that aren't help building you up. Totally. You're just spending time building them up. Right. And I also think there's like friendships that you just don't like there's not really a fallout but y'all were super close and then you just don't talk anymore. And like, if you feel like you were used in some way in the past, it's also not worth to keep following because like for me, I was really close with someone who actually blew up on the internet and I was there through the beginning of that journey for mm -hmm. them. And I was like, oh, like we had always just kind of had like this mutual, if I'm, if I make it, you make it type yeah. of thing. And I feel like a lot of us still have that, but then once they made it, they made it very clear it was not an us thing. It was a them thing. Yeah. And I was no longer even like on their daily call list anymore, which is fine. Um, but then I thought about those boundaries that you're talking about. And I was like, even if tomorrow they were to apologize for that and want to be friends, like, okay, maybe. But one, they haven't done that in over a year and a half. Oof. Two, there kept being reasons why I'm glad the friendship fizzled out. Yeah. Or, or at least there's distance right now is because like, I don't know. There's just always something that God is doing in the background where it, it's clear to you why that relationship didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, and I can think of 500 reasons right now. And it honestly got worse. I decided to just like stand up for myself. And I was like, if I was to blow up tomorrow, I know said person would be in my DMs being like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I've always believed in you, like whatever. <sighs> and it's like, but then why weren't you helping me out when I was trying to grow? Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to stand up for my future self. And I'm just going to unfollow you. Like, I don't care what clout you have. I don't care if you will tell your famous friends, like, rumors about me. Like, I just would rather save my peace and stand up for myself. Yeah, and one thing that I feel like is really easy for me to say once you get out of the relationship, when you're in the relationship, it's so hard because I think – all you want to do is stand up for that person. You want to believe in their good because I do believe that everybody has a good side and maybe totally, it's not so totally. much a side, but just good qualities mm -hmm. that you love about a person. Like I had a friend this last year. I had so two friends in particular. One, I definitely knew that I was helping. Like right. I was like, I'm definitely helping this person get to a better place in their life. Like my goal is that this person is happy when they're around me, which I put an expectation on myself to do that for somebody and I can't make anybody feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So that was a boundary that I fucked up from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The other one, I feel like she had a lot of things that I really admired about her. She was very clean, very minimalist, was, you know, very in touch with, um, her hard work ethic she had great morals and values um and I just really admired her for the things that I wasn't good at and right. she very much totally. complimented that and totally. so I overlooked a lot of her other qualities mm -hmm. and never called her out on those qualities mm -hmm. because my tendency is to just be the most flexible one in the relationship and try not to start drama totally um which I've also realized comes from a deep-seated fear of abandonment okay. um because I just I don't want my friends to leave me because I've had Same. so many traumatic experiences not just with my friendships but you know my daddy issues um <laughs> realized over the Christmas break my sister you know even though I love her she's actually one of my best friends um 
but you know we were seven years apart and she left home and left me alone with my mom and yeah. I love my mother too but you know it's just it was tough she was a single parent mom raising a young girl it, I was alone a lot of the time so anyways all that stems back into I don't set clear boundaries for my mm -hmm. relationships of like hey when you say that that hurts my feelings like sometimes i had a girl say to me one time hey you know what like i love you but sometimes you just say too much and i don't want you to be one of those mm -hmm. friends i need to take a break from and i was like what the fuck like why would you say that to me that makes me feel like wrong for being who i am totally and like unless i'm sitting here saying that you're a bitch you're ugly da -da 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 -da. sorry i'm cussing a lot on this podcast today okay. um <laughs> but like unless like i'm being malicious towards you you have no reason to say that to me yeah you you can put space there you can put time in between us and like hang out with me less and just really and that's what i've realized is like I want to hang out with these people, just not on a weekly basis, not maybe mm -hmm. even on a monthly basis, maybe once a quarter. Like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> sometimes I'll be happy if I accidentally see you at a coffee shop. Yeah, like for that's sure. good for me. Mm -hmm. So hmm. definitely, and like I think, oh, I just think that friendship breakups are almost harder than romantic breakups because, at least with romance, it it kind of makes sense when it doesn't work. Like you're like, okay, this relationship is literally not going to work. And the only, the only goal really in relationships is to eventually get married. Right. I mean, there's definitely way more freaking goals, but yeah. it's like, that's, that's the next step. Right. Well, and I feel like that's a society thing for sure. Uh -huh. I mean, but, but to, I just mean to like, say yes to your point. Yes. I see what you're saying. <laughs> but but like, with like, friendships. let me go to the psychological, philosophical <laughs> yeah, level. Like, like, what does fuck. it really mean to be in a relationship? But <laughs> it's just like with friendships, there's not that definite next step. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's either working or it's not. No, I don't even know. It just freaking hurts way more. Yeah. Because there's not that romantic side. Well, and I think with boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, people do have that idea, oh, we're going to get married one day, so I really need to invest in this. I really need to put work into this. I need to make sure that I'm talking to this person. With friendships, it there needs to be more understanding, I feel like, to, hey, I might not reach out to you every single day. Hey, I might talk to you every single day, but next week I might not talk to you at all. Right. I think there's this weird expectation on friendships to look and be a certain way like yeah you know what pisses me off more than anything i'm sorry if you're one of these people too but like those like girls that will like show up to each other's houses with a fucking basket full of shit and just like of like here's some chocolate here's a chick-fil-a bag full of nuggets i don't know it drives me nuts because i'm like I don't have time to do that for everyone. No. Okay, I was like, wait, my best friend just got engaged and I definitely gave her a goodie basket, but that's, that's because different. she's literally yeah, getting she's she getting got engaged. engaged. I'm talking about like, I posted that I was sad and my friend and I'm like, are you joking? Well, I mean, <laughs> we have moments like that, Jules. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I just think but, that- But to your point, I've had relationships like that, friendships like that, I mean, where it is like that boundary is so blurry because now you've, You've entered yourself into being like uh, a support system. And then you like, you almost get into like a romantic relationship with like your best friend and you yeah. start relying on them for comfort. You start relying on them for safety. You yes. start relying on them for validation. You start every single thing. And I think those are some of the best friendships I've had and they've ended in the worst ways. And I mm. think that's what sucks so bad is like, you got so close that it was like family status. Like, I mean, and for me, I lost friends that I was with from, some of my most like 
uh, what is it? Like premature ages. Like, yeah. like we really adolescent, adolescent. And so we went through so much together, whether it be through middle school and high school, college, whatever, and like super traumatic events in life. And I think I put this standard on mm. people. If they're there for me through like the most traumatic thing that's happened to me or, or the most like tragic, I expect them to be there forever because I'm like, holy shit, you hold this part of me that no one has ever touched before and you helped me through the worst part of my life, like whatever. And I, I expected them to be that level of care, caring and compassion or whatever for me forever. And I got let down real fucking bad. Yeah. Like, and, and not to say I didn't do anything wrong. I would love to talk about what I did wrong if they would only talk about it. And that yeah. goes back to what you were saying is people would rather just avoid it. Maybe they think they're protecting their peace. If that's what they think they're doing, cool. But then you have the other side where I think I've done my part by trying to reach out. They don't reach back out. And then I see them literally going and befriending people that hurt me the worst. Yeah. I'm like making friends with my enemies does not make you a friend of me. Like what? Yeah. Well, and I think the hard part about what you just said is like, you went through such a traumatic experience, then they were there for you. So that's solidified in your brain. Like this person's down for me. The expectation is that they're going to be there for me in the moments that I need the most. And so when they weren't there for you for whatever reason, right. maybe it was, you know, you weren't attentive, attentive totally. enough to what they were going maybe. through, or maybe they just didn't have the capacity to help you at that time in life. And I think, you know, it comes down to those expectations and boundaries, you know, like for me, I need to set better boundaries of this is what I expect from my friendships. Mm -hmm. And then for you, maybe it's, I need to know that I have to update my expectations accordingly. Yeah. Like for me and you, one thing that I've noticed, the reason that our relationship works so well is you'll go off to college. Well, you used to before COVID was a thing. You would go <laughs> off to college and even when you are in college season still right. I know my expectation is I'm maybe going to get to talking to Amanda once a week and I'm just going to have to be okay with that sometimes it's going to be less than once a week um, but for me I'm okay with that because I know that's just the expectation like mm -hmm. that's the boundary and you've set that boundary maybe not by explicitly saying so mm -hmm. but you're like I'm not going to pick up the phone or I'm going to text her and say hey I'm working on school stuff right now like mm -hmm. and I just have to be okay with that because that is your life and that is your boundary um, and I know that in the summertime, my expectation is like, bitch, we better be hanging out in person at yeah. least once a week. <laughs> no, like, totally. I'll be there. I, yeah. Right. And I think, you know, that too, for our relationship, I need that in order for us to have a good relationship. Totally. And it's not a lot to ask. Um, but yeah. And like, that's another toxic trait that I can see of myself, like going back to what we were talking about, like these traumatic events and like just experiences that you go through with people. I think I relied so much on them from the comfort they brought me and, and how they really got me through that, that then I think I was convinced I couldn't get through anything else alone without them. Yeah. And I, I felt like by them leaving me or befriending me, whatever you want to say, was me being left out to drown. Like, oh my God, something else bad is going to happen. I'm not going to be get, able to get through it because I was only able to get through it because of them mm. and their support and whatever. Um, and that's just not true. And I think that maybe when relationships, I mean, I'm realizing this right now, but like maybe <laughs> when relationships don't work out, even when they feel like motherfucking family, mm. it's because God or the universe wants you to know that 
it is a toxic trait to be codependent on someone, whether it be Oof, blood yeah. or not. And like, it is toxic to have that expectation that like, you have to save me from my problems. Yeah. You know? Well, and honestly, that reminded me of a, yeah, she like jabbed I just me. jabbed her. It's so hard. I'm like, you okay. have to fix my pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, a lot. Um, <laughs> I actually have a friend that I've known since my freshman year of high school and their senior year. Mm-hmm. And when I was from like kindergarten to end of high school, I had no friends. Like, right. I just truly really did not have friends. <laughs> so he was one of my only friends. And I cherished that relationship so much. We've right. been friends for almost a decade now. And that to me is insane. I've never experienced friendship like that. Um, but I can tell that over the last year, our friendship has changed dramatically. And I think it's just by, he's learning a lot about himself and he's got new friends and he's got a new girlfriend and all these things in his life. And I'm kind of just in a place where I'm like not a hundred percent sure what or how he thinks of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure he still loves me, but maybe he just doesn't want that relationship. And I was only calling him once a month just to catch up. Right. Um, but it's just decreased even more than that. Just the, you know, the thing that I cherish so much about that friendship was that he was just a friend to me and right, he was right, just right. kind to me and loved me for being the weird nerd kid that I was. Um, and I learned a lot of my weird nerd kid stuff from him. <laughs> and so I have to say, you know what? I love him, and if, you know, he truly loves me as a friend, I'm just going to let that relationship go. I'm just going to check in every once in a while, make sure that they're doing okay. Um, And then if it's meant to come back to me, it will. And if it doesn't, you know, I learned so much about myself from that relationship. I learned that I am nerdy. I like anime. Like, I am crazy. I I love to go on adventures. I love to have stories to tell from my adventures. And that was Mm -hmm. what I really got from that relationship. Um, and he was just such a, such a cool person and I will always respect and admire him for that. And if he can't continue to do that for me throughout the rest of my life, I understand. Yeah. And unfortunately that sucks. And as I say it, it sucks. (laughs) Um, but I'm okay with it. Like, that's just, yeah. that's just life. And I think the resistance is what makes it hurt the worst. So like, if you just can accept it and see how it plays out, I mean, and like, who's to say maybe he and his girlfriend break up later on and then he's like oh I finally have more room for feminine energy I can take that on again but like I know there's only I mean honestly yeah like I've noticed and I'm not saying this is him at all but like I used to be a guy's gal all of my best friends were guys I was in a huge friend group with all these dudes and I liked it that way I liked being the only chick at the party I liked being like or whatever yeah and then I got a boyfriend and when you and it's not that Cameron, my boyfriend, is <laughs> anti-guy friends or he's protective and psycho. Like, it's literally like I don't have the capacity to handle more testosterone <laughs> in my life <laughs> other than my dad, my brother, my grandpa, and my boyfriend. Yeah. So it's like it could just be the balance of energy in his life. Like, and maybe his mom is, like, super close to him. So he's like, well, there's more feminine energy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could just be a balance of, like, all the... Well, and I think the balance word is so good because it's like you have to. My stepdad said something. My stepdad said something to me while we were on Christmas break, and he was like, "You know what? Uh, we're all gonna let you down in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, we will disappoint you." And I, my reply to him was like, "Look, the only way that you can disappoint me is that if I put uh, like un." 
realized expectations on you. Totally. And so what I've decided as my expectation going forward for all of my relationships, I mean, just need you to love and accept me. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Doesn't matter how much I see you. It doesn't matter, you know, what you can give me. As long as you love and accept me, mm-hmm. that's good for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, as we continue to develop relationships, I'm going to be better about courting my relationships. <laughs> oh, um, great. Yeah, I mean, just spending time with people and getting to know them and understanding their quirks and their ins and outs rather than just being, my problem is that I see the potential in people. I'm like, Same. oh my gosh, like this person could be so cool. They told, they've told Same. me their dreams and their Same. realizations. And I know and that I, I can see help that they th- can do that. Yeah, and yeah. I see that they can do that. And I bet I can help them get there. Mm-hmm. And that is the hole that I fall into is that I fall in love with what this person can be yep. rather than who they actually are, which yep. is their family trauma, the things that holds them back, yep. so their fears, their guilt, their shame. Um, and for some reason, I think I'm going to be this magical person that shows up in their life and just like helps them understand it all. And they'll be so grateful to me and they'll always want to be my friend. Yes. But I think we can see from your famous fucking friend, fuck that guy, <laughs> um, your famous friend that you know, that's not true because you did give him a lot of the tools and confidence to be able to do what he is doing today. And unfortunately, he wasn't grateful for that. And that's going to be his own downfall. And I think personally for me, you don't have to comment on this, but I've seen him hit the downfall. It was one of the things that I personally warned him about before he even got there. I was like, once you start blowing up the way that you want to blow up, if you're not surrounding yourself with the right people, you're going to fall. You will fall from grace. And he already has, in my opinion. I mean, if that's what he wants to be doing, sure, great. But that's not what he told me he wanted to do in the beginning. Right. Well, and, like, I just think even going back to what you're saying about the family traumas and stuff, I think of the people that, like, yeah, I talked about the people that saved me. But, I mean, in the same retrospect, like, I saved people and I loved it. I loved being the mom. Mm -hmm. I loved being the the friend that was friends with the parents and I was going to help get their child in check because I work and like all this stuff. And I liked being that role model figure and it blew up in my face because I remember my friends holding secrets from me about Mm. their personal life and things they were going through because they didn't want to let me down. They didn't want to let down my my expectations for them or whatever. And it's like, listen, I love you and I I want the absolute freaking best for you. But at the end of the day, I know I'm not your mom. You don't need to hide from me what your grades are. You don't need to hide from me about like whatever it is. It's like I do at the end of the day only care about like the shit I'm doing. Like, and you know, that is so funny because I just remembered a moment when I still lived in Rowlett, Mm -hmm. um, that I was talking to you on the phone and there was a clear perspective shift in my mind about you and our friendship. Mm -hmm. Like when we first met, I was like, Oh, I can basically be that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I can be this girl's mother because at the time you were still kind of getting past like the partying and wanting to do clout based stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, my advice to you always was like, hey, just like focus on you and like be more of who you are. You're great. Um, <laughs> but there was like, I don't remember exactly. Maybe it was when you were going through your friend breakups or something. I don't know. But there was a perspective shift in my head. I was like, no, this girl's going to be my best friend. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's what probably saved our relationship because mm-hmm. 
you probably look at me and you're like, she's got her shit handled. I'd look at you. I'm like, she's got her shit handled. Right. You know? And the only time that we do help each other is when we like ask for, or we sit down and plan stuff together or do stuff together. Yeah. And I think that's what is a big saving grace of our relationship is we don't feel the need to comment on each other's lives because right. we're already ta- taking care of and handling our lives. Totally. And, you know, also commenting on people not being bad right like I can even think of my least favorite ex-best friend right now and there are so many qualities that I could just go off about that I like about her and that was why I chose to be your friend in the first place and yeah. like but I will say like Susie Batiste talks about this and people can be good people like us on our own we're each good but like who's to say like one of us doesn't do something that the other doesn't like whatever yeah we all have energy and when two waves of the same wavelength conjoin they create a bigger wavelength, mm-hmm. and that means that they are they have resonance, right? So then they're like you and I. I think we have resonance, like mm-hmm. we create a bigger wave together. Um, and then there's people that we have dissonance with, and dissonance is when we conjoin our energy with their energy, and our wavelengths are not matched. So we actually create a lower vibration together, mm. and that's where you see these toxic relationships. And like also, when I say toxic relationships, I'm not gonna put it on one person. I'm yeah. not even gonna put it on myself. I'm gonna say our energies together worked until they didn't work. And I think it took until 2021 for me to realize like these girls could come or boy could come knocking at my door, apologizing, whatever. Do I really want to take them back? No. Think of all the lonely nights that I had crying myself to sleep. Think of going through my grandma having cancer and they knew that. Think about my trauma that they literally were there for. And then they completely ghosted me like, That means they were meant for that chapter, and I am so fucking grateful for them. If you were listening, like, thank you so much, Um, and I wish you the best. (laughs) I really do wish them the best, but it's like I now have the boundary for myself going forward. Someone does something like this to me. We don't need to harp on it. We don't need to, like, idealize, like, how the relationship could have been and, like, where we could have gone and, like, whatever. It's like, fuck it. They sucked at a certain point. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. I forgive them. I forgive them already. Even though they didn't ask for it, but I do. <laughs> I do. <Yeah. laughs> but well, and I personally for me, I feel the same way. I do feel like people can come in and out of seasons, but there has to be recon recon reconciliation. Jesus. Reconciliation. Thank you. Um reconciliation before that can happen and that requires like those two people talking. Mm-hmm. Um for me, you know, I think what I've realized is that a lot of the boundaries that I've had can clearly be seen from what the friend breakup ended up ending over. Like a lot of the times that I break up with these people is because they're doing something that I know like beyond a shadow of a doubt is not good for them. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And I just feel so bad. Like one time it was a friend and she was dating this guy that and you know this girl, like I just know that that relationship is not going to work out. I saw her past relationship and I see it as just being a repeat of that relationship. Um, and so I was very vocal about like, you know, I don't like that guy. I don't think that I think you should be single. I think you should do your own thing. Um, and that's what ultimately led to the downfall because I was so critical of that. Mm -hmm. But what I should have done is realized 
okay, obviously this person doesn't want to listen to me, so I need to retract from the relationship. Because totally. for me, that's a boundary is like, if you don't respect me enough as a friend to listen to my advice mm -hmm. or to take what I'm saying and like know that I am only got the best intentions for you, mm -hmm. obviously you've got some insecurity or trauma that is making you live out this pattern again. My other friend uh, that I had a friend break up with, she uh, had been dating this guy for, in my opinion, too long, knowing that the relationship wasn't good. And she was also just going from a nine to five nine to five nine to five when I knew that beyond a shadow of doubt she wanted to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and all I did was encourage her to follow her dreams and I tried to help her plan it out and do everything and she had always talked about wanting to do it but when it came to actually executing she never did it yep. and so the conversation would always circle back to well why don't you go be an entrepreneur why don't you do this and eventually got to the point where I kept I sounded like a broken record yep. and she got annoyed yep um, and so it's that balance of I went from being caring and having a ton of like good intentions to now I'm too judgmental. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that is one of the things is like when I think I know something, I know something. But if mm -hmm. somebody is not ready to receive it, that's a boundary for me. I'm like, yeah. oof, I got to lay off or give some space in this relationship. Like if you came to me and you were like. I don't know. Worst case scenario, uh, you were like, Cameron cheated on me, but I'm going to stay with him. Mm -hmm. um, and we went through the whole conversation. I was like, I honestly don't think you should get back with him. I think that's like a huge line, man. And I don't think that you would be happy with yourself 10 years from now if you made that decision, right? And say it's about anything, right? right. No, totally. Um, I'm going to voice that opinion, and if you don't take it, maybe we're still friends, but I'm going to draw back a little bit because I'm like, obviously, she needs to go through this in her life right now, and I'm not going to help her through it. Yeah. So, and that's just a boundary that I've had to realize, which is so hard for me because I just love being right. Totally. <laughs> well, and that reminds me of, like, drugs, to be honest. Like, I think that was my, I mean, I definitely had friends that had, like, the boyfriend situation, um, and those usually kind of fix their own problem because usually it was the boy that was the problem so then therefore it the it comes to light eventually yeah um but for me it was like it was drugs like it was not me doing them but it was them doing them to the point where they were a different person they would need therapy they would need to go to aa meetings and i took it on for me to be the savior. I took it on for me to go to AA meetings with them. I took it on for me to help them through sobriety, which is great. And it's amazing. You should totally support your friends that are going through sobriety. But when they relapse, that's when I was like, oh, fuck, because I had yourself. nothing to do with their relapse, mm -hmm. but I felt I had everything to do with the consequence of it. Yeah. And that was who they were coming down. That was who they were after. That was the cravings they had. Like, and it, it was just so soul-sucking because of the expectations and because of the dreams you can see for them because you'll hear them talk about it and you're like, oh, you could totally do that. So then why are you going and doing that instead? And, yeah. like, I lost a lot of friends to Xanax, like, not actually lost them, but, like, lost them. Yeah. And I'm shout-out to Billie Eilish for coming out with a song two years after I needed it, <laughs> the <laughs> Xanny song. Um, no, and I think – yeah. That is so important to look at, too, and say, you know, like, you know, we've talked about, I just wish people would communicate to me what I did wrong. Same. And I feel like if it comes to those points in relationships, you know, instead of trying to be the savior, you know, you did everything you could the first time around. You went to the A meetings, you did what you're supposed to do. And once they relapse, your job as a friend was probably to say, hey, I love you. 
but I cannot go through this with you again. And so I'm going to put a separation of boundary here that until you get your drug problem under, you know, handled or whatever, I'm just going to have to pull away. And I don't know exactly what that looks like, but it's not going to be how it has been. Yeah. And I think the ironic part was I didn't even set that boundary. I think it just fizzled out because of whatever was getting in the way and also just the different lifestyles and like, um, I mean, all I could do was pray for them, and on the topic of praying for people, I um, have had some ex-best friends do some really fucked up shit to me in 2020, whether it be online bullying or whether it be befriending my perpetrator, like I said earlier, um, and I realized that, or oh, or the ones that defamed me on the internet, gee, shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> but I had to realize, like, my mom was like, Amanda, that's the people you need to pray for. And we've all heard people say, like, oh, pray for your enemies. And it's like, oh, yeah, be the holy one. But no, I, no. Think about it this way, you guys. If you are being attacked, bullied, or even just bad fucking vibes from someone that used to be close to you, genuinely pray for their happiness, pray for good things to happen in their life because clearly something's not, something good isn't happening over there because they're so focused on making sure you feel like shit and making sure that you aren't successful or you don't think you are or whatever. Um, and so when I started to just like pray that good things would happen to them, it really like if good things happen to them, they're going to be so ecstatic and happy and, and focused on the good shit they're not going to bring negative energy over into my field anymore because mm. they're going to be distracted. <laughs> and so I'm like, literally, this is why you should pray for people. And like, that's why also I started meditating and last week and I've been watching the Netflix Headspace Guide to Meditation. Oh. And one of the episodes is all about this compassion meditation where you genuine like you either think of someone in your life that you're happy with but for me I resonated with thinking of someone that has done me wrong or hurt me or whatever and genuinely focusing on them and thinking of their their best day ever like just just really visualizing good things to happen to them and like like just meditating on compassion for these people and like to visualize their face going from like angry and sad to like happy and ecstatic and and then you're just, you hope you manifest a good life for them. And then they just fly on and we can just live our lives separately. Yeah. I mean, I, you definitely have had a lot of your friend breakups come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. Um, I will say, I feel like all the friend breakups that I've had have just left me out to dry. Like I they, would love that. I would love to dry. <laughs> and I think it just goes to speak, you know, you know, I look at your situation from an outsider view in and I'm like, obviously, like, this is something that Amanda needed to become more thick skinned on. It doesn't matter who or what gets said about you on the internet or in your friend groups. You have to know who you are beyond yes. a shadow of a doubt. Totally. Um, and I mean, I think that speaks for wherever you go in the future. Obviously, God is preparing you for that type of, you know, stage. Right, right. Um, and so maybe it was an area that you were weak in. Personally, for me, I've realized through this is that I am really bad at choosing who gets my time and where I spend my time. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of this year is going to be investing in the people that have been good to me mm -hmm. and investing into the people that 
you know, can help me grow. Right. Um, and not in a selfish way, but I know that any life that I touch beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm helping grow. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just my personality. It's who I am. Um, any person that's ever met me will tell you that I am an encourager. Uh, I can be drunk. I can be fucked up. And still the first questions that will come out of my mouth is, what do you do? Do you like mm-hmm. what you do for a living? If you could do anything, what would you do? <laughs> like, that's just how I am. And so, but my worth and my value has been lost for so long in thinking that I can, I'm only as valuable as what people think of me or what I can give to people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just putting a stop to that thinking. Like, I don't have scarcity mindset around my friends anymore. I know that one of my affirmations that I write every morning is that I'm loved by, I'm loved and supported by my community, friends, and family. Yeah. And so uh, ever since I've been starting to write that manifestation too, I've been easily able to identify oh these are the people that are here for me these are the people that are going to stick up for me um i have obviously i'm going to have a ton of turn and burn relationships as i'm constantly trying to make new friends to fill this void of feel needing to feel loved yeah um, when all i really need to do is know my own worth and know that i love myself yeah and like um fuck i was about to say something (laughs) knowing Knowing your worth and your values so that when you're investing in these relationships, it's that, oh, well, this is what you're giving to me, and I know that I'm already giving you this. And so what I realized for me, and, like, this is a toxic trait of myself, was I was focused on these three specific friendship breakups or or endings or whatever that I completely just felt like the world hated me. I felt like everyone talked shit about me. I felt like... Um, and specifically, you know, defamation on the internet. I was like, oh my God, every single person that liked this tweet about me agrees and like they hate me or whatever. I was like, I was so focused on these three girls and those friendships that I completely just invalidated all the friendships I had in my life. And I was like always saying, oh, I have no friends. I have no friends. And Madison Hildreth would always be like, yes, you do. Like you have me, you have Jules, like you have my friends. Like, dude, and I'm like, yeah. Your friends are not my friends. And so, and like, I would just fixate on these relationships. And, like, granted, yeah, it's healthy to, like, try to have a perspective so that you can maybe identify patterns in your life that you need to learn. So I'm all for that. But it was, like, I was just so tunnel vision on them that it was, like, I was completely ignoring other parts of my life and specifically invalidating the people that I've ghosted. Like, I... I know that I have been shitty to so many people on accident, on purpose, whatever it is, that, like, I would be so close to them in eighth grade and or whatever, and, like, we would go through this, and then I just don't ever fucking talk to them again. And, like, I know that about myself, and, like, I want to change, but it was that I was so focused on those three girls that I had no control over. Yeah. I wasn't even giving my mind to the relationships I had control in ending. Mm-hmm. And like who's to know how I made those girls feel. And yeah. like so it's also all that karmic energy, right? Like I can sit here and be like, boohoo me, like look what they did. Like oh and that does fucking suck. Like whatever. But at the same time, what is that energy being ricocheted back from? Is it from something of my past that I was, like, a bitch to? Like, was it from just a lesson I didn't learn from being such, like, a, I don't know, like, conceited friend, if you will? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So Well, and I love the idea of karmatic energy. It's something that I've paid attention to a lot because – 
you know, hurt people hurt people. Yes, 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 yes. And so, like, anytime that you feel angry or upset or mad because of someone else, they're also feeling those feelings of anger, mad, and upset. So you can take the option of saying, I'm going to put a stop to this energy right now, and I'm going to know that this person loves me and their intention is good. And that at the end of the day, even though they're saying all these things right now, or they might be upset right now, this is not how they're going to feel in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my most recent, you know, thing that I went through, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Sorry, we're trying not to name drop on no. here. Um, <laughs> but she said a lot of things that hurt my feelings. Like, yeah. and she was somebody that was really close to me. And so... Those are always the ones that hurt the most. It hurt like a <laughs> bitch. I know. Um, and so I really, really had to say, those aren't who I am. I know who yeah. I am. Yeah. And, you know, I think X, Y, and Z is what got us to this situation. Um, and I refuse to keep feeding into that energy because I could have been nasty back. Mm-hmm. I could have said all the things that I didn't <laughs> like about her or all the things that I thought she could have done better. Totally. But that's not going to help the situation. What I always think about when I get into arguments with people or frustrated with somebody is, look, this person is not the problem. The problem is something that we need to solve together. Mm, That's Um, good. And so it kind of takes the heat off of that person or off of myself and says, okay, so what's the real problem here? Like, Mm -hmm. why are we feeling this way? What is the root of it? Do I need to learn something about myself? Um, You know, because all I can do is handle me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try to tell that person what they need to be doing better because nine times out of ten, that person's just going to get defensive anyways. Totally. one of my rules of life is to follow your curiosity. And I take that into my relationships and I try to be good about that in my relationships um, of just saying like, well, how does that make you feel? You know, like take it to therapy, but you know, why do you feel that way? I'm so sorry. How could I have done that better? And just Mm -hmm. get really curious on how you can serve this relationship best. And if they can't come up with answers for you, I think that's a pretty clear indicator that the relationship is just not working and you need to add some space there. For sure. Like I, Cause I had a situation where this girl was my best friend for like a short, short minute, honestly. Like we have not been friends for longer than we've been friends. Um, <laughs> but I never saw that friendship ending and then it, it did out of nowhere. No explanation as to why. Um, then I see that they're accusing me of something so stupid. Oh my gosh, I won't even say because then you'll know who she is. Um, but I was just like, okay, what the heck? Put some space there. Okay. Space so long until, boom, she's endorsing a message saying I lied about my sexual assault, which, like, what? You were literally there for me, like, during those healing times. But, okay, whatever. Again, take away that expectation. But then it was, like, um, I forgot what I was fucking I saying. like that's not an expectation. That's a boundary of, okay, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> oh, and, but that was the thing. And so then she did that, and I was like, oh. And then they, her and her friends start commenting on my TikToks, like, just being bullies. I'm yeah. like, we're 21 years old, dude. Um, And so then people – so I reached out. Okay, this is what we were talking about, right? So you're talking about – confrontation whatever like let's learn from this yeah so I reach out to her and I'm just like hey literally no idea why we're not friends anymore clearly there's something that we need to work out because she's still attacking me on the internet Mm -hmm. um no response mute nada um and 
and now, and then I saw this one last thing that really just put the nail in the coffin. And there's not many people that I will give this advice about, but there are some people you've just got to be like, all right, she's a fuck you bitch. Like she is cut. just one that we're like Bon Quiqui would say, I will cut you. <laughs> You don't she, remember that YouTube video? Yeah, but I think she might be controversial now. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, anywho. <laughs> um, that for the podcast. Yeah, right. But, yeah, and, like, there's very few people that I would say to have that mentality. But if they literally are just not addressing the problem and they would rather continue to tear you down on the internet, that is the point where you're like, that's a lost cause. And there is no friendship to salvage there because they've acted like not a friend more than they've acted like a friend. And that's when you just, you take back ever calling them a best friend and you move on, you you meditate that they have the best day ever because you want them to leave you the fuck alone. Um, But you just know in your heart, they're a go to heck. Yeah. Well, one thing that, you know, and you know this because I said it when I first met. There was a group of friends that you had a friend break up with that I got to meet. And honestly, they reminded me of the mean girls and the girls that bullied me when I was younger. And I just didn't like them. And I think, and like those are the same girls that the one time we've ever gotten into an actual argument where I was mad at you and you were like, <laughs> was that um, that party? You remember what I'm no, talking about? No, I know. About? Okay. But how were they? They, they were. Some of those girls were there. Oh, yeah. She doesn't even count as one of those girls, but I have something to tell you after that literally haunts me. Okay, keep going. But anyways, that instance, the other instance that I had met them, I just, I knew in my gut, I was like, Mm -hmm. these are not good friends. And I was so offended when you told me that. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what do you mean? You just don't know them. I know. And I gave you the benefit of the doubt. I was like, sure. But I never got the opportunity to meet them afterwards. And then ever since then, you've heard... Basically, this conversation we just had every single day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, and, but here's the thing is, like, I could clearly see from an outsider point of view that those people weren't good. And I think it was just their attitudes and how they treated people. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the reason that we get into these relationships is the same thing that I was talking about my one girlfriend. I loved how clean she was, how minimal she was. It's Mm -hmm. like, we fall in love with these people for what they can do for us or how they are. And, like, I will say, one thing about that group of friends is they were super stylish they were cute they were like they were the <laughs> it girls yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and you always especially when i first met you wanted to be in that crowd i think yeah. that's why hollywood boy him was such a disappointment to you too because yeah. you were like we were supposed to make it together like these are all the mm-hmm. people that you were like this is what it looks like to be what I want to be. And all of these people are failing me. And I think it comes down to this is like, you can't look at somebody and then put an expectation that that person is going to be a good person. And then it just happened that way. Right. Like you really have to look at every single day as a new day. Like that's resetting the balance. You know, we talked about balance a lot on this podcast and like the balance is, is like every day is a new slate. Somebody might get in a, plane accident and their whole brain is fucked up Mm. and like you just never know and you have to treat that person as an entirely new person every single day and I think that that's the balance is like 
knowing that people are changing and growing and being like, you know what? I see that this person has potential. I recognize their past trauma and where they have downfalls, but I believe that they're stronger than that and that they're going to push through that. And even if they do have bad times, I'm going to make the commitment that I'm going to be a good friend to them and just be there when they need it or not be there when they Mm -hmm. don't need me. Um, There's definitely been times where I look at my my sister and I's relationship, uh, you know, quote unquote, my best friend. I'm like, she wasn't there for a huge part of my life. Me and my sister have only become really good friends over the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, I'm like realizing the benefit of having a family best friend. Right. That's dope. I'm like, you literally can't get rid of me. <laughs> um, but that's an expectation in itself is like yeah, that she's true. always going to be my best friend. And I need to realize, like. My sister is growing and changing every single day, and my previous conceptions of who she was has changed in this day, in this totally. minute, in this, I was about to go from minute to hour, but hour to minute to <laughs> second. Um, but, and like the same thing for you, like you've seen me change so many of the things that I wanna do, I've seen you learn and like shed things and grow into new things, and I think my expectation is like, Man, I love that Amanda works so hard, that she does podcasting, that she's into influencing, that she wants to finish college, she has good family values. Um, are there things that I think, and I've even mentioned some of them to you, like you were such a cloud chaser, and to me I was like, oh, that's not really my vibe, but I like you for a past that. But for me, it's like, Okay, she. you've basically grown out of that at this point. I think you still want I to- I can't ch- even think about like what I cloud chased though. It's it's so interesting because it's not it's not like oh she did this. Mm-hmm. It's like the way people go around things. Like I'm sure there's things that I've done before that it's like that's super annoying. I wish Jules wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like when I go to an event or like I try to overtake things or things. It's like this is mine. <laughs> back off. Like back off. I'm sure I've done that. I know I've done that. <laughs> Um, but it's not like one thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the act of doing all the things. I don't know how to explain right. it so much, but I will say like, I've seen you kind of grow out of that and like really get in touch with more of like what your values are, what you believe. Mm-hmm. And you promote that over, um, here's my skincare routine, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, for sure. And like, also I remember we were talking about, oh, oh, we're talking about this. We are talking about, um, TikToks, like I was making TikToks that were kind of about, they were about friendship breakups, you guys. And it was for me, so, so no, in the outside perspective, Jules was like, why harp on that energy? Like, why keep bringing it up? Like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, that is so valid that I am making TikToks about friendships that have ended years ago um, and bringing that into 2021. However, in my eyes, this was the year of me taking my fucking power back. And yeah. like, I did some of that last year, but like by actually being able to talk about these things is me having my power back because I was quiet for so long. I was not even like, it was like, I felt like shit and I was going through all these things that people were doing to me or like just people having friendship breakups with me or whatever. And I was internalizing it for so long and talking, I get to talk to you about it with you and Cameron, but like, I wasn't talking about it on the internet. I wasn't standing up for myself. I wasn't 
even sharing my story with someone that's going through it right now that feels alone. And so I'm like, fuck that. What do I care? They're going to talk shit anyway. I might as well just help someone else out by knowing that there are some people that just are not meant to be your friend forever. Yeah. And honestly, the only reason I originally said that, and I told her this afterwards, because I had the realization, I was like, I saw that a couple of people had shared it. Which we love that. We want you guys share my shit. I don't even care what you're saying about it. But in my head, I immediately associated those shares with the people that are her haters. Right. I was like, oh my God, like they're probably feeding off the fact that she's still posting stuff like this. Like, and that's why I gave the advice that I gave. But her explanation of like, this is my way of taking my power back. And I know that this might not last forever. This might just be a season worth of content. I think. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. And one thing that I think that you beat yourself up over was there was a season where you didn't talk about your sexual assault. Um, I didn't. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there are seasons that you're going to talk about that stuff. There's going to be a moment to talk about that stuff. And there's going to be seasons that you don't talk about that stuff. Totally. You know, like we might go, you and I will not, I refuse. I'm not putting that energy anywhere near us. Yeah. <laughs> don't. In our own lives, we might have other friends that mm-hmm. we have more friend breakups with. And that feeling to share our stories might come back around. You called me out. Like I, when I was going through a recent friend breakup, I was searching for answers Mm -hmm. on why this person was acting this way or doing what they were doing and I just had to realize you know for me I actually watched a YouTube video and I hope this is super helpful advice because it was super helpful advice for me is that your brain the reason we get so caught up in these friend breakups or these actual breakups whatever they are is because our brain is constantly like a hamster on a wheel trying to think of what this person thinks of us yeah how who we are and what we are but if you just break it down to what does this person think of me what do i think of this person what does this person (laughs) think of the situation what do i think of the situation and you give your answers for that and then you just let it go Mm -hmm. because like that's all you can do like the more and more you meditate on it the more and more you'll internalize it and that's where bitterness comes from yep no 100 percent um Yeah, I hope that this episode's been helpful for you guys. It's been super helpful just to honestly finally fucking talk about it. Mm -hmm. And, and like, that's what you're saying. Because, like, for me, I was just like, oh, what are they going to say? Like, oh, am I going to get another Twitter essay about me? Like, but at the end of the day, the one Twitter essay that existed, it was fucking false, dude. Like, I just remember reading it and being like, I can't even read this because it is so out of left field that it's like, we genuinely have no control over people's perception of us. Mm-hmm. All we can do is just accept that it doesn't fucking matter. And I hate to say that, but it really fucking doesn't. Mm-mm. And there are so many people. I think about all the people that have been in my life up until this point. This is something I was going to bring up earlier. Like, I've met thousands of people in my lifetime. I am only, I'll be 25 this year, May 1st. You can Venmo wow. me if you would like, Jules-Clark. Uh, <laughs> but no joke, like... I've met thousands of people, mm-hmm. thousands of people that I thought were going to be my friends or mm-hmm. be a part of my life or be something in my life. Mm-hmm. And they're just not there anymore. And that's not just friends. That's basketball coaches, my dad. Like, there's like, so <laughs> many people I thought, you know, we're supposed to be in my life and they're just not there. Yeah. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Now I'm realizing okay, like the people that are meant to stay or meant to be there for that season will be there. Yeah. And I have the choice of saying yes or no to those relationships. And it is my life. I am in control of my Mm -hmm. life. And I don't have to let anybody in that I don't fucking want to let in. No, totally. And like whenever I was thinking of, 
I mean, I don't know, like, all the people that say like to that tweet or that, I don't even fucking know, but just that don't like me, I was like, okay, this is kind of dark, but we're all just a spiritual being having a human experience, and at the end of the day, we're all going to fucking die, and no one's <laughs> going to care, and, like, I know it sounds so, like, I don't know, but, it, and I also just, like, I am so insignificant, like, yeah. when I was thinking of, like, oh, my God, everyone hates me, like, oh, my God, everyone thinks I lied about my sexual assault, like, whatever, I then had to be like, but wait, I am just a floating speck on a floating rock in the middle of a universe that could quite potentially evaporate at any point in time. And at the end of the day, no one's going to care what Susie from fucking Spanish class thought about me. Like, yeah. you know? Well, and it's so funny because, you know, what you said is you went macro with your situation. You looked at the universe as a whole and said, does this really matter? I know. I was like, no one cares what yeah. said about me on Twitter. Well, what I did was micro. I went to my brain and said, here's four questions. Here's the answer to those questions. Okay, the situation is over. Like, I just put a pin in it, internalized it, and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. No, for sure. And I definitely will I'll validate you guys. There are some days that are easier than others. Mm-hmm. And especially when, like, shit happens. Like, all I can think about right now is I'm like, oh, I'm going to get, like, a nasty TikTok DM <laughs> about this episode. But it's like, at the end of the day... I've got to own my truth. And that's what I learned yeah. about the Twitter situation, about, like, being invalidated on my sexual assault. I was like, 3,000 people could think I lied yeah. about my sexual assault. Even the people that got me through that traumatic experience can just change their mind and think I lied about that. Just but fucked. does okay. that change what I went through? Nope. No. Who went through it? Me. Who was there? Me. Him. Who who am I going to fucking believe, them or me? Oh, I'm going to believe me because I had to fucking go through that and I went through the worst of the worst emotions that I deserve to know my truth. And, like, that's what I learned with Susie Batiste. She was like, people are going to think you lie. People are going to say this about you, that about you, but you've got to know your truth and you've got to own your truth. And I was like, you're right. Like, I could take back. I'd never fucking take it back, but, like, I could just shut up and never talk about my essay again. But... It happened. Yeah. I, I didn't fucking lie about it. So it's like, I can only own that shit. Yeah. Like. 110%. Peace. <laughs> no, and I mean, same thing for me. I mean, not to the extent of that, but like, I know when I dealt with these people, my intentions were good. Yeah. That I was looking out and trying to be a good friend and to challenge my friends to be better people. Totally. And you know what? It just didn't work out. They couldn't handle me, and that's okay. Like, I have to know that my intentions were good. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing that fucks with me at night is, like, am I a bad person? (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. So, yeah, to validate anybody that's listening to this, I am not, like, I think a lot of people look at my brand and my image, and they're like, Jules is a boss-ass bitch. Like, she knows what she's doing. She's got her stuff handled. I have cried. I have sobbed over friendships. I have cried over business. I've cried over so many things. And I just want to let you know that it's okay to cry, mm-hmm. but to not cry forever. To yeah. put your big boy, big girl pants back on and say, you know what? This is happening, but I still have to keep living. Mm-hmm. Well, that was an hour packed full of value drama <laughs> and hopefully ways to deal with it yeah. um also if you're one of my friends that i had a friend break up with this year and you're listening to this just let you know i love you more than anything in the entire world i love you <laughs> <laughs> dude 
Same. Except for that one girl. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. Oh, man. <sighs> God. Well, thanks for being on pod. Thanks for talking about these nasty topics because they're very uncomfortable. And I am honestly, I, I, nothing matters. Yeah. I'm a I floating mean, speck. For the potential one person that this helps, that you got one nugget of information out of this, I hope that oh, can I save can you a little bit of pain. You, this is going to help more than just one person because people don't fucking talk about friendship breakups. Like they just don't. Yeah. And so now this is out there, and I have a faith that this has reached a thousand ears that needed to hear it. Heck yeah. Well, hey, thousand years. I'm glad that you feel validated that this isn't just some taboo topic or you're the person that's bad or the other person is bad, but we're all growing together. For real. And now if you're still listening, <laughs> I need you to do me a favor. <laughs> I need you to go rate this podcast five stars because listen, the people that I just talked about, <laughs> the people I just talked about have already rated this one star. So I need you to go balance that out right now. You think I'm kidding. Go look at my reviews. Okay. You can tell there's like 10 one star reviews and there's like no words it's literally just like one star and there's like no in between i'm like it's very polarized because i know <laughs> who you are thank goodness itunes shows me i feel like they should just give you an upvote or a downvote like youtube does because like why would you give somebody three stars on a podcast you know i really like the title of their podcast but the artwork dude you just don't <laughs> get it yeah exactly it could be the the audio sound quality is not as good but maybe the value is like gary vanderchuk i'd give him a three star value 10 star but his audio shitty as fuck because they upload the ig lives as oh. the podcast and who wants to hear that so fair anyway. straight up fair <laughs> okay right. well um also if you want to follow me i'm creator jewels on everything please 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 uh reach out if any of the stuff i said hit you in the heartstrings i want to be a friend to you so stay yeah. social you're a gem See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.